you believe in the Trinity? If you're a Christian, you kind of have to, by definition. The doctrine of the Trinity is at the heart of orthodox, meaning correct, Christian teaching. But what does it mean? How should we understand it? And how in the world can we explain this doctrine to others? Welcome to the Think Podcast, the show where we tackle impossible questions from a biblical perspective to help you explain, share, and defend the Christian message. In today's Fast Friday episode, I'm going to explain the Trinity in five minutes or less, and I've only got about four and a half minutes left to do it, so let's go. What is the Trinity? Well, the Bible teaches that the Lord is God, that there is no other true God besides the Lord, and that there are three persons in the Godhead, or the divine nature. Now, you might be thinking, Joel, can you give me a metaphor to help me understand? Well, no, I actually can't. I used to try to give metaphors all the time, but every metaphor people end up using ends up breaking down pretty quickly, and they all end up leading to heresy in the end. Instead, think of it this way. You are a what, but you're also a who. You're a what, a human being, and a who. You're Ryan, Dan, Chantal, whoever you are. I'm Joel. I'm a what, I'm a human being, but I'm also a who. God, on the other hand, is one what and three who's. So there's one God, and that God exists in three persons, three who's, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One historic document from the Protestant Reformation puts it this way. In this divine being, a divine and infinite being, there is the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, each having the whole divine essence, yet the essence undivided, all infinite and without any beginning, therefore, but one God, who is not to be divided in nature and being, but distinguished by several peculiar relative properties. So how are we going to talk about this? Well, I'm going to lay out a biblical case for the Trinity. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about how the early church understood and articulated the doctrine. And finally, I'll talk about what it means for us today. And I'll even tackle an objection or two about the doctrine along the way toward the end. So don't miss that. Now, first, let's look at a biblical basis for the Trinity. Now, the word Trinity is not used in the Bible. You can look anywhere in there, but you won't find it. But it is an accurate summary of what the Bible teaches about God. For example, in John 14, verse 9, Jesus says that to see him is to see the Father. And in John 10, 30, Jesus says that he and the Father are one. In fact, the book of John begins with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's John 1.1. We later see that this Word is Jesus. Jesus taught his disciples to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in Matthew 28.19. So when you put all these verses together, what you start to see is that there is one God, and yet when the word God is used in the New Testament, that's usually referring to God the Father, and then you've got this Lord or this Word who is Jesus, and then you've got the Spirit who is the Holy Spirit. And these three share a name, they share an authority, they share an essence, and yet they are each an individual distinct person. Now, there are many more passages, but I'll just leave you with 2 Corinthians 13, 14, which says, the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So in the Bible, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all described as God. They're all treated as persons. Yes, even the Holy Spirit, he's not just in a, a force. And this is where we get the idea of the Trinity from. Now, in the early church, they recognized this. 
the earliest Christian documents talk about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit sharing a name, sharing authority. The earliest creeds, the belief statements of the early church, acknowledge the Trinity as well. Whether it's the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, or the Athanasian Creed, the truths of the Trinity are expressed in the church's earliest documents. Now, why does this matter today? Well, it matters because of the gospel. In the gospel, the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. The Son accomplished the Father's plan, and the Holy Spirit applies the work of the Son to our lives, bringing us into God's plan, giving us new lives, and securing our place with God until we meet Him face to face. The Holy Spirit is the helper of Christians. When you love someone, you want to get to know that person better. As Christians, one of the greatest privileges we have is to know God. So we better want to get to know him better. And that means getting to understand the Trinity. Is this an easy doctrine to understand? No. Is it easy to explain to others? No. What I typically do is I'll draw a triangle and a circle, and that sort of you know signifies uh, that God is three and God is one. God is united while being diverse within himself. Now, is the Trinity a logical contradiction? No, God is one and God is three, but it's not one and three of the same thing in the same way. God is one essence, one what, but three persons. So this is complicated, but it's not a contradiction. It's hard to understand, hard to explain, but it's not necessarily false like a contradiction would be. Now, is the Trinity a Greek or pagan idea that came into the church in like 325 AD, as you sometimes hear? No. As you can see, it's right there in the Bible. It's there in the earliest days of the church. It was part of Christian belief from the very beginning. Those who wrote the creeds didn't invent the doctrine, they merely articulated it. So the Trinity is definitely a biblical teaching. It's ultimately beyond our understanding. It's majorly bound up with the gospel. And this means it's a precious truth for those of us those of us who have been saved by Jesus. We are children of the Father. We are subjects and friends of the Son. And we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. The Trinity is truly an awesome doctrine. So there you go. I know that was a little over five minutes. Uh, not too far over, but a little bit nonetheless. And um, I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you heard something today that's going to help you better understand and articulate the precious truths that we hold as Christians. Now, this isn't goodbye. This has just been a little pit stop along the way of your spiritual journey. If you liked what you just saw, please uh, share it with a friend and like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and go to thethink.institute for more awesome content. That's all I have for you today. So until next time, I hope it made you think.